Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 265 Media Football Show. I'm your host, Ben Size, and welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday. It feels like a Friday, I'm not going to lie, man. But what is going on, everybody? I got my boy JB and Ralph Mentor. Boy, we got a crazy show today to teach America because, because you see, JB and Ralph, I grind every, every day to tell fans that coaching matters. You know, I mean, the city of Miami is going crazy. You know, Miami lost to the Raft yesterday with a, a, a Siakam-less uh, <laughs> uh, Raft team. You know, I mean, there's a reason why I'm mentioning this, boys. Obviously, the city of Dallas yesterday did not go pet out well because obviously to keep Mike McCarthy. And now, you know, the Mavericks lost to the Lakers yesterday. So, JV, I have a question for you. And, and Rob, you can answer too. Um, first of all, shout out to my friend Jackie because, which, by the way, you know, I know Jackie really well from high school, by the way. Eagle game and JB, she's an Eagles fan. You can't blame her to go go into an East East because it's warm in the East Coast. We're getting snow, so you can't blame her for going to that game. But I mean, shit, I would go to a Tampa Bay game when it's warm and Miami game when it's warm too. Those are warm cities. But JB, but let me ask you this, and Rob, let me ask you this: What? I'll name you six people, okay? And I'm gonna name which one do you believe in, okay? Bill O'Brien, Matt Patricia, James Bradbury, uh, Eli Apple. And um, you know, uh, um, and a killer with a spoon. And there's one more person is the manager of the Yankees, Aaron Boone. There's a reason why I named those people, but you know, what anyways, JB. So what's JB? So to answer to answer to this question, JB, what can we tell America? Because a lot America, some people out there. All right, I, I, I'll start. Um, first off, thanks for having me, Vince. I, I'll play. Of course, of course. Response to your game. The answer to your game is probably Bill O'Brien, but I'd, I'd rather play my game, okay? Um, and, Ralph, I want you to answer before Vince answers, okay? I'm going to give you a coach A. Both of you. Vince, you stay over there. Ralph, me, and you are going to play a game. I'm going to give you coach A and coach B, and you're going to tell me which one you like better, okay? Here we go. Vince, don't say anything, all right? I'm going to give you coach uh, A and coach B. You don't know their names, okay? Coach A led his team to the playoffs – last year and coach B led his team to the Super Bowl. Which coach do you want? Coach B. Awesome. Great. Coach A <laughs> led his team to the playoffs. Uh or coach Coach A led his team to the number five draft pick this year. And Coach B led his team to the playoffs. Which coach do you want now? Five pick. The five pick. You want the five pick. Yeah. Screw you. You don't want Coach B. let's play your game. Coach B. Coach Mike, of course it's Coach B. Of course, <laughs> would you rather have last year's Coach of the Year, or would you rather have Nick Sirianni? And the answer is Nick Sirianni. It's bonkers. All of the success follows Nick Sirianni when you compare him to Brian Dayball, right? One team is competing for the division lead, and the other team <laughs> And yet Brian Dayball gets a pass because he's able to catch um food in his mouth from the fucking sidelines because he's a fucking hippo out there. He gets an endless <laughs> pass. He gets an endless pass. And what I'm what I essentially want to educate the Philadelphia fans with is this. Look, it you was, wasn't it good was. this year, right? Like we, we understand that at the end you suffered a first round playoff loss. You didn't have AJ Brown in the end. Your defense fell off a cliff because it turns out that if you start too many rookies, that your defense as a group will hit the rookie wall. Not that anyone could have told you that, yeah. but also the rookie wall has existed since the dawn of time, since the NFL was first. 
first incepted. And yes, certain rookies overcome the rookie wall later in the season. But like, if you start them too often, it's just a longer game. It's a longer yeah. season. Like during time, the number of games you play in the pros versus the college is different. Well, why don't we start all rookies? I'll tell you why you don't start all rookies. <laughs> you don't start all rookies because if you start them all over the defense, then all of them are going to hit the wall at the same time. And that's what you saw with the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Um, regardless of how bad you're feeling, if you're a Philadelphia fan, um, firing Sirianni when you're in a coach, when you're in a division with Mike McCarthy, it, it, it doesn't prove anything unless you have something better lined up on the horizon. Now, if you have a Bill Belichick, if that's real, then maybe you maybe you let go of Nick Sirianni. But you're not going to just let him go just to let him go. Like, that's insanity, Ralph. Um, and so to Eagles fans, um, Vince, of which I took sure. the size. And, and by the way, this, 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 sure. no, no, no. in the city of Philadelphia, it's the sky is falling for them, though, according to them. I'm sorry, did Joel Embiid just, like, dunk all over Joker last night? <laughs> Are the Phillies still a play? Look, I get it that you haven't won a championship, and I get it that in the major sports, you know, one is awarded each year. So, like, there are three possible championships. But, like, the Eagles don't need to clear house. They need to make changes. Ralph, do you disagree? I don't tell you this is from what you're saying. Because Andrew asked me the same question. I would have cleaned house with the whole, like, Howie Roseman thing. Yeah. Mm. Like, this is more of a Howie Roseman issue than the Nick Sirianni issue and all. But I don't think you can get rid of Roseman and Keith Sirianni and all. I don't know how that works. It may work out like that. So I'm curious about this pitch. Right. you got to lay for Lurie, honestly. And I'm pretty sure it's going to lay out that I didn't I didn't want Patricia. Um, I, I wanted to keep both, both. I mean, I wanted to have control of right. who I wanted to bring in for OC and DC. And clearly, right. he didn't have control of that either, honestly. Right. I feel like Nick Sirianni, this is not Nick Sirianni's fault. This is all Harry Roseman's fault. No, he tried to cover his ass with the Bayer pickup, with the Shaq Leonard pickup, and with the Patricia pickup. All this year, and all, probably all within like three weeks of each other, too, if we look at it backdated, you know, maybe three or four weeks. You know, but I don't look at I don't look at it as a Sirianni issue. I look at he's an extension of Howie you know, as, uh, as a mouthpiece, honestly, just the way he talks and apparently how Harry Roseman treats, um, uh, puts, treats himself through the media, yeah. just through and, what Andrew will be talking about with him and also. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've, um, to your point, at least, and all, it's not really all Sirianni. It's right. a decision making with the OC and DC. And clearly, when Matt, Matt Patricia comes in the middle of the season and all, I'm thinking the coach is so in, in grind mm-hmm. with grind throughout the week in, week out season, especially in football. He's not going outside the organization looking for a defensive coordinator at week 12, week 13. Right. And all. That's on Howie Roseman. Right. So that's a fair point with Sirianni, at least. He doesn't yeah. deserve his job compared to someone like Brian Stainball in the same division. Yeah. You see Rob Rivera lose his job this year because clearly the division was so open up with two frauds that we're seeing. The way the frauds, I mean, the way the frauds, the way the stuff right. happens worked out with the Eagles and then the frauds that the Cowboys were showing yeah. throughout the season, at least. And also, it is fair that Sirianni does deserve a job and that he deserves this pitch with Lurie on it. And it's interesting that Harry Roseman is clearly not going to be in this room. Uh, when this pitch is probably going on as we speak right now, honestly. Right. Before before we move on, Charles, I have a question before for you. Before you move on, Vince, let, me, go ahead, let go me go, Vince. Go before you move <laughs> off, Ralph, I'm going to tell you a story. Um, oh. My dad, <laughs> when I was growing up, my dad um, wanted me to get into running. He thought running was like the greatest thing that you could do for your body, thought that was the way to stay healthy, right? And so, he, ran, so he, he made me run track when I was young. I, I ran track, and I was pretty good at the 100 meters. And I thought, 
you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll extend out to the the baton relay, right? This this four hundred meter bullshit where <laughs> you out, where you hand out the baton and like maybe I'll extend that way. My dad, meanwhile, while I was doing this, was running marathons because he thought that marathons were like the greatest thing. This is how you stay healthy. Blah 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 blah. I never thought about extending out to marathons, and there was a reason because I was fucking tired at four at four hundred meters. That was that was my limit. Was four hundred meters? That that's fine. I'm I'm good there. Similarly. Howie Roseman, I get it that, like, you want to extend out. You want to branch your wings out, and you're really good at trading draft picks and, and draft yeah. players and all of that. And extending out to Shaq Leonard, much like me extending out to 400 meters, is one kind of <laughs> Extending out to Matt Frisch <laughs> will give you pain out to your side. You should know in advance, not only because he's been coaching forever, but he's been sucking forever, that maybe it's time to roll back. <laughs> All right, Jamie and Rob, before we move on, do you have anything to say to John McSwab? Because he didn't have a good night yesterday. Um, I have something to say to Ashley Baker. Do you want me to talk to her, McSwag? Yeah, go ahead. The Cowboy fans are listening. All right. Well, let's let's talk to Cowboy fans. All right. Um, and I, I brought this up with Vince, but I'm going to bring it up to the audience, too. You don't live, this is all Cowboys fans, anybody listening to this podcast, and I include the national media that likes to listen to this podcast, you don't live in the same world that Jerry Jones lives in, okay? I don't care that you that you think you're on the same planet, technically. You're not, right? Jerry Jones owns a stadium in Dallas that he financed out of his own money. So in other words, when you buy a beer at Cowboys Stadium, some of that money is going back to him. He doesn't just own the stadium. He owns the team, and he owns the practice facility, okay? So why do I bring all this up? For Jerry Jones, winning or losing a Super Bowl doesn't really matter. I don't care what he says to the people. What he loves is he loves the control. He loves the owning of all of these different elements. And for yes, him to, like, to say, oh, well, you didn't get another trophy or you didn't get another ring, he can just come back by saying, yeah, but you were talking about me for the next two weeks, even when my team was out yep. of the box, yep. and I dominate the news cycle every yep. single day, even when I'm not doing anything. All yep. people can talk about in Dallas is whatever I'm up to. Yep. Why the fuck do I need a trophy? Why the fuck do I need a ring? So when yep. fans are bitching about um, the Buffalo Bills, Cowboys fans are bitching about the Buffalo Bills and how they hate the Buffalo Bills, That's even it. though they're in the second round and the Cowboys got bounced in the first Right. Mm-hmm. Just remember that you don't live in the same world as Jerry Jones and that your pleas don't yep. count for anything as yep. pertains to the Cowboys. He lives in a completely different realm. And it doesn't matter whether his team is successful or not because he's got a million other things to, to yep. like, fall back on. Like Dak Prescott and this whole sleep number commercial. Do you remember this sleep number commercial? You <laughs> Dak Prescott endorses the sleep number bed, right? And yeah. I'm sure he asked his deal for like a bed and then that's lovely <laughs> jerry doesn't worry about like what kind of mattress he's getting from the sleep number if he wants the sleep number company he just goes out and buys it because he rolls like that that's how he rolls so in the event that you're that you definitely want things to change right you really want a head coach you want you know new players you want all these things because you're embarrassed just know that jerry jones doesn't roll like that you're nope. never going to get another general manager in there because he would be giving up power. What the fuck would he do that for? Why would he do that? So what do you say, Ralph? Do you think I'm way off on that? Or no. Oh, you guys just met me. This is 
this is something for Cowboy fans, at least. And I feel bad for them because you're right on point about Jerry Jones and all. You're talking about an individual, about the whole, like, taking your money and all, the gate and all, how he owns everything and all. If this man ever reached an NFC championship game, he has money in everybody's pocket. If the yep. Bills made that championship game, had a little, made a little money there. If, imagine if he just made the Super Bowl. He made, he will probably make 70% of everything that the NFL made that weekend and all. That's the problem with the Dallas Cowboys. The man has too much power. The fact that he's the first person you have to, you talk to as a representative of the Dallas Cowboys after a loss or a win, but it was a loss this past weekend and all, is the problem with the Cowboys until yeah. this man passes. And no disrespect to the man. But that's how it's going to change because no one's going to give up power. Look how Robert Kraft had to, had to um, what's it called, illustrate to the media about why he couldn't let Bill Belichick give up the GM role, but still keep him as coach. You serious? So you telling me the man's just going to turn around and say, yeah, I'm okay with that decision? No. no. And mind you, Jerry Jones now is the owner of an NFL franchise that's top yeah. five in the world that's um, valued that and all too as well. That's the issue with the Cowboys in general. Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. being saved with his job is just more proof of that. He's just keeping the pet there than more somebody that's challenging him too as well. It's just the Jason Garrett situation. What type of coach wants to sit there last year of a contract with no control at least? At least Mike Tomlin's got 16 years of something. Yeah, that yeah. He can go to another. He knows he can go to another team, just like Bill Belichick, an interview with the Atlanta Falcons and all, and potential potentially other teams and all, and sit there and be fine. At least Mike McCarthy doesn't have that, but like as an idiot, such so you working with him, probably working in TV with Jason Garrett next or in two seasons after that. So that's the huge problem with the Cowboy fans, honestly. To Jerry Jones and the Jones family, I commend them on the talent that they draft because clearly they draft Hall of Famers and all. Demarcus. Mm-hmm. Parsons. They're doing a good job. Tony Roman and Dak Prescott. It's not bad, you know what I mean? Certain organizations would love those quarterbacks you know, just playing for the Cowboys. So that's just their problem overall. It's never going to change, unfortunately. And a move like yesterday, clearly, you clearly see that. At least Jeffrey Laurie, at least, the guy who's won a Super Bowl over the past five right. years, Right. Is he letting the guy that sucked this year for the past second half of the season challenge him at least and tell me why you deserve your job at least. Unless, you know, list with Jerry Jones at least. Like, is it okay between his right. sons at least? And just, all right, Mike, let's run it back all over again. And also, it's just clear delusional ignorance on mm-hmm. white dude, mm-hmm. honestly. That's what the Dallas Cowboys are dealing with. The fans are seeing it, though. And the players aren't seeing it. Jimmy Johnson, you're yelling at the wrong screen, bro. Should be talking to Jerry. He let you back in that ring of honor. Now do some more work. And he may kick you out of it all over again. But get back into it because right. he wanted to challenge him, honestly. Because that's the last time they won is when somebody was challenging him. Well, well, we're just getting started. Shout, salute to you, both of you. This was, this was great. We're not done yet, obviously. So oh. let's start with the recap. <laughs> let's start with the recap. Of the Browns and Texans. And by the way, you you know whose birthday this week was? Yeah, you know, Debo Samuel, Andrew Darrell Jones. And listen, and you know what Andrew Darrell Jones told me and you and Ralph? He said, man, can you imagine if Deshaun Watson was healthy? The Brown, It would have made the Browns this game a difference. Now, I, I don't think it oh, would have. Well, I think it, it would probably made a difference. I think, yeah, could, yeah, I think the Browns <laughs> lose by two touchdowns, but whatever, Houston, right? Whatever. Houston. But but you know but you know our boy Andrew Jarrell Jones. Andrew we know Jarrell Jones believes that. No, I understand. Andrew Jarrell Jones believes that Deshaun Watson is worth a thirty-one point loss. That he would have swung thirty-one points the other way. Right? Do I got it? I mean, yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. And also, don't forget. <laughs> remember, 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 JB. He also respects the Browns because 
the Browns GM, his name is Andrew, Andrew Barry. Look at that. Look, look what I did there. But, you know, in all seriousness, shout out to the Houston Texans. See, this Brown is him. He's from California. He's a California native. And this guy is throwing it to Nico Collins. Shout out to Chris Harris. He, should get, he really should get the game ball. And But, JB, um, you have to be a prayer for the Houston Texans fans. And I know you have a message for Andrew Darrell Jones for his birthday week and also to Browns fans because Browns fans told me we got Andrew Barry. We might have the best GM in the AFC North. And if Deshaun Wilson is healthy, you better watch out because we're going to be scary for next year. So do you have any message for Texans fans and for Browns fans? Well, to Texans fans, congratulations. You definitely surpassed expectations. Um, you have one of the you have one of the eight quarterbacks that matter in the NFL, clearly in CJ's quarterbacks, please go ahead. Quarterbacks. OK, fine. Um, I mean, I think the game gives you the names, Ralph. The game a lot. The game gave you eight quarterbacks um, around <laughs> and outside of Baker Mayfield. I think seven of them are the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, like, yeah. Got to. I like that. I, I think the other seven are, are some in some order are the top seven quarterbacks in the NFL. Baker Mayfield is the exception. Um, but yeah, I think CG Stroud is in, in that neighborhood. So first, the Texans fans. Second to Andrew Jarrell Jones. Happy birthday, Andrew Jarrell Jones. Third to Browns fans in general. Um, I saw that you fired Alex Van Pelt. And I just <laughs> want you to know that when you signed Joe Flacco to back up Deshaun Watson and um, Deshaun Watson gets injured, it's Alex Van Pelt's fault. Right. He's the person who should get fired. When Nick Chubb injured in the first game of the season and you have to turn to Jerome Ford um, and you re-sign Kareem Hunt, it's Alex Van Pelt's fault that you lost that playoff game. Right. And when you when, whenever you struggle, whenever you know you draft a Tim Couch or you sign it to Sean Watson or you find yourself under whatever quarterback. I just want you to know that who that it's never the head coach's fault, and it's never Amari Cooper's fault, and it's never whoever the number two wide receiver is in Brown. It's always the offensive coordinator's fault. It's always Alex Smith's fault. <laughs> continue being the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think that's how you continue. What about you, Ralph? Do you think that it was Alex Van Pelt's fault that they lost that game? Or do you think that Deshaun Watson would have swung at 31 points the other direction? <laughs> who is he, the OC or something? Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator. He got fired. Kevin Stefanski sticks around. Andrew Berry sticks around. Um, they get stopped 45 to 14. And Alex Van Pelt, you know, because Joe Flacco had this awful game. Um, it's his fault. So what do you think? Do you think that Deshaun Watson the, the, would have swung it 31 points the other way? Do you think they would have won? They would have won the game 45. They lost 45 to 14. Yeah. Well, I mean, to that point, at least, Deshaun Watson was never comfortable. I'm in that offense, in my opinion, honestly. Don't, don't tell Andrew Jarrell Jones. Though. Remember he said Deshaun Watson came back against the Ravens. But keep going. No. No, that 14 for 14? No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him all that love. It was a good game, it was a good moment. But not, he was never comfortable exactly. with offense in my opinion. That was a more truck draw on the Ravens, but keep going, yes. Yeah, I mean he was trying to I mean he was figuring it out by the time he got hurt and all too as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Andrew will illustrate that for you. Great. That's the reason why I know about So yeah, I think it's more of the Deshaun Watson never really being the fan of him. In my opinion, I get what you're saying that Nick Chubb got hurt clearly. Um, you are relying on a 38 year old um, to carry you down for a playoff run. So, how much did you really expect from that? So, I hear that as well. But I just think it's more 
Deshaun Watson's the future. I don't think they ever vibed, honestly, even though Stefanski's um, philosophy doesn't really fit Watson. Um, probably the OC really didn't help towards that, too, as well. So, maybe that's what I think contributed more to losing his job. But for, let me just talk about Houston, because that's what's really – that really – some adoration right now. I don't know why we're bringing up the Browns. The Browns just had themselves a lucky season. So you're, great tell, start. you're telling me the more interesting story is Houston and not with Joe Flacco? Yeah, because <laughs> Baltimore. Is that crazy to say? Is that crazy to say, Vince? About what? About what? About Houston beating Baltimore this weekend? I mean, it's it's. I mean, anything's possible by the way how it's going to, by this year. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but anything's possible. I I'm saying it now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a ledge about save Baltimore. your pick for save your pick for the pick. All right, fine. No, no, it's just a it's just a more of an opinion about Baltimore. Okay, okay, go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. Um, they seem desperate. We were just making fun of a team that um bowed out in the playoffs early and all with uh with the Shaq Leonard move and the Kevin Byer move and obviously the Patricia move and all. I don't know. I'm feeling that Mark Andrews coming back all of a sudden. Dalvin Cook is playing this weekend on the 53-man roster. What's the rush? I thought this was a number one saying team and all. So with Houston winning the way they won and all, and very convincingly, mind you, too, as well, even though I'm supposed to be um, talked down uh, that a win is just a win and it doesn't really matter. I think it's huge that you were able, even though this defense can't play well on the road, you were able to size up Miles Garrett to a degree and C.J. Stroud, and that offense is able to move down the field with with not star-studded players and all. Now you're going into Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You don't sit there and lose yourselves games, similarly to the Buffalo Bills at times. There's nothing like that with the Houston Texans this year. So I'm trying to give them more credit. I'm not trying to dog on the Bills parade and all. But still, the way they're playing at least and all, in Baltimore, I'm so calling – if I have one seed, somebody out of the one seed is going to be um, knocking off some rust in these games. I'm definitely going with Baltimore and all, especially to try to force some players in. Right. Struggling at the wide receiver position in, in early games too before they get going and all. I'm curious. That San Francisco game was a struggle and all. Those mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's interesting things before – Purdy was throwing interceptions, and that's why the Ravens were able to mount on top and keep going. And all same thing with the Jacksonville game. The game was at hand too as well. Trevor Lawrence just got hurt, and then Lamar Jackson did his thing. And also, the Ravens have been questioning Matthew Stafford putting up some points um, at Baltimore while the Lions were looking terrible early in the season. Right. Like, I don't know the way Houston's playing, the way they looked against um, Cleveland and all. I like a dominant. You're, go- you're going by you're going by rhythm, but yes, yes, yeah, right, right, exactly. You know what I mean? That's why I'm trying to hype up Houston. Honestly, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's their four seed, and I think they're actually a legit four seed too as well. And they're yeah. going yeah. Baltimore and all. What it's and they faced them earlier this year, and you can see earlier they've learned from their mistakes and all. This is you got film. You got sixty minutes of film to learn mistakes against Baltimore too, as well. Because in that same game, Baltimore struggled to start, and then they got going. And um, Houston didn't know what they were doing. That's what we're kind of making fun of them, and that's why they deserve a lot of you know um, applause right now. Right here in the divisional round, out of the right. top teams right now, and then CJ Stroud seven, no sir, five after the great four today's league at least. Um, he's number five. The that's fair, but the way he's playing, you know, but now. yes, that's fair. And I'd yeah. scared if I were a Baltimore fan. I'm here, I'm seeing, you know, you, you, thank you for introducing me to some of them on these Twitter spaces, honestly. It's going to be right. interesting how they're going to be feeling after this, because I'm very impressed by, by the way. This is really about Houston, how they played and all, and I really think they got a shot um, against Baltimore this weekend. All right, now let's go with the next game, because take your time on this one, because Miami and the Chiefs, the only thing that was entertaining about this game was Taylor Swift dance, because, you know... 
But listen, I'm just going to say this, man. Um, JB, I'm sure you got, you know, stories for Miami fans because Miami fans told us they were, you know, they were great in September. They were great in November. <laughs> they told us that we're going to get Jonathan Taylor. That didn't happen. And they're telling they, – they told every, you know, fan on YouTube after the game, um, you know, shit, if we got the – you know, if we, get, if we, if we just get, can get a quarterback – for Waddle and, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill. I thought, watch out. So, you know, I thought there was a quarterback. His name was Chua. Remember, wasn't Chua? I mean, well, well listen, see, Miami fans, see, Miami fans, they're 50-50. They, okay. Some don't like them, and some say they can win with Mike White. So that's that's according to them. So, JB, um, you know, Chiefs fans, Chiefs fans are getting excited because they didn't have Kadarius Tony. They, they said, you know, JB, are we scaring you because – we don't have Eric Bieniemy anymore. We got Matt Nagy, but we also got Patrick Mahomes. And honestly, you can argue this is probably the best defense uh, Mahomes has ever had. So, um, so JB, two two things: Do you have any story for Miami fans? And two, and two, do you have anything to say to Chiefs fans because Chiefs fans are getting excited? Okay, well, let's start with Miami fans because the Chiefs actually matter. We'll talk about them as we get into the pick section, but right. Miami fans, um, you were the ones telling me at the beginning of the year that Tua was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I was there for that. Tua's so amazing. How awesome is he? He's the best quarterback in the NFL. I know because I started that stupid NBA NFL Bell group chat. And one of the reasons that I'm not on Twitter right now is because I remember all that bullshit that I was getting thrown, that was getting thrown at me about how awesome Tua is. Tua's a- <laughs> now you want to replace him with Mike White, and you think it's going to be different? Get the fuck out of here. Like, you may not say Tua, but Mike White, that's the answer. Get out of here. That's not real. Um, Dolphins. But, Jimmy, they're, they're like, can you imagine if we had Tom Brady? Imagine. Sure. I can imagine. I can tell you why he's not down there either, because he knows, like you know, that it's not about who's playing the quarterback position. It's about whether the sun is blazing 85 degrees, whether you're playing in pristine condition. And as long as you're not doing that, Dolphins fans, you're never going to win a Super Bowl. I mean, we're talking my lifetime. I'm the old one here. I'm the 42-year-old here. And you still haven't been back to the Super Bowl. You're not going back there. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Um, and Tom Brady knows that. If it makes you feel any better, Tom Brady knows that. And that's why he chose Tampa Bay in the first place. Because you're not going back to the Super Bowl, um, Dolphins fans, no matter who you replace. At quarterback, whether you choose Tua or whether it's Mike White, I dare you. I dare you. I dare you to go into the season thinking that Mike White is the answer. Um, and that you just don't need to do anything at quarterback. And Tua is a lame duck. Um, and that, you know, if he goes down, Mike White is going to take you to the promise. And also, Jamie, you know what they said? C- can you imagine if he could somehow get Russ? Uh, yes, I can. You know what I imagine? You know what I imagine? And, Ralph, you, you tell me if my imagination is wrong. If they got Russell Wilson, I imagine they would be out in the first round la- the next year as they struggle in December and January. And the reason that I can imagine that is because that's what happened. That's what's happened for the last 20 years of my life. What about you, Ralph Mentor? Can you imagine what would happen if they got Russell Wilson? With his it would be a horrible decision for Russell Wilson. I don't even, I don't even care. Tyreek Hill is guaranteed to have 2,000 yards in the season. I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, Miami just got uh, – Granted, a playoff run this year, in my opinion, because the division was so weak. Honestly, it was an easy four wins for them. Like, like if you, right. If I have a chance to look at. It, I'm pretty sure they're four and zero against the Jets and the Patriots, if not three and one. Honestly, so 
they just they just granted themselves um, a chance for the two seed. They blew it <laughs> in all two as well. I get the whole injury point. I um I was trying to give them credit too after the Cowboy game, but it's hard to sit there and give them credit now, especially the way the Cowboys uh, finished their season two as well. So um, right. really nothing serious. There's nothing serious about the Moss. I, th- I really just think they left themselves into the playoffs just because the division was weaker um, than it, than you would have thought, honestly, especially with the Jets losing Aaron Rodgers and the Patriots being worse than they usually are, honestly. So I wouldn't bang on them in the future for anything, if I'm being honest, honestly. Mm-hmm. Harry Pill getting 2,000 yards in a season because he was pretty damn close this year. <laughs> so but that's right. Yeah, they were they were pretty pretty damn close, you know, all the way up until they lost and only scored seven points. Um, <laughs> before we before we move on, JB, do you have anything to say to Chiefs fan before we move on? I mean, yeah, I think that your toughest challenge of your season is coming up this Sunday, and I don't think you should be confident. All this talk about like, well, Buffalo shouldn't be confident. We're going to be so hard for them there's a flip side of that coin as well. And I don't think you should be as confident as, as you feel right now. Like Marcus Valdez Scantling still sucks. <laughs> twisted. Like Canarius Tony is still not good. And I appreciate that she rice um, had a really good game against the mighty, mighty dolphins and their number one. cornerback. <laughs> but like, you're going to be facing something a little harder this, this upcoming Week. But yeah, I feel confident because you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And if that bet is all you need, I mean, that's the bet we've been talking about now for two years. Uh-huh. Then you'll be proven right. And it turns out you don't need wide receivers. Turns out you don't need pass catching weapons. As long as you have Patrick Mahomes, um, Travis Kelsey, and um, your offensive tackle. And Isaiah Pacheco, they say. And what's his name? Is it Jawan Taylor of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Who yeah, Jawan Taylor, the guy that gets penalties. Yeah, right? the guy who gets penalties. As long as he's there, yeah, the guy should be great. Who could you pick better? I'm going to ask you a Miller question. His comeback. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Jamie, I'm going to ask you a question when we get to that game. By the way, it's going to be funny as hell. But we'll, 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 I'll save it for later. Now, Packers and Cowboy. I can't wait for Jamie for this one. First of all, I got to say sorry for Packer fan. I, I think we underestimated Packers. Actually, we said that last week's show. Uh, if McCarthy put a McCarthy game. Uh, we wouldn't be surprised, and he actually did. It's, I, I know what JB's going to say, what Mark McCarthy said at, 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 half, at his halftime speech. But anyway, with that being said, shout out to the Packers. Uh, Jordan Love, he's – I mean, I don't know how the Packers do it. They, they do it every year, man. You know, with Rodgers, with Brett Favre, and now with Jordan Love, man. Because if you're a Packers fan, enjoy this, man. Regardless of what happens, man, you got a good receiving core for with Jordan Love. You have a good O-line. I mean, back – I forget their O-lineman's name, but he's always hurt, but – because JB, you 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 get what I mean. But he's a good he's a good, he's a good old lemon. You don't even have him. Bakhtari, so, Bakhtari or Bakhtiari. Yeah, thank you. There you go. There you go. So I mean, Cowboy fans. I mean, but by the way, you know what's crazy, JB? Before you go, it's just actually funny. A Seattle fan literally asked me to kind. You know, me to kind is a Seahawks fan. He's, this Seahawks fan asked me to kind. Well, me to kind. If Dan Quinn becomes a Seattle coach, is Dan Quinn in danger of facing Kyle Shanahan systems? Coaches, I mean, yes, because obviously Matt LaFleur did, did well against Dan Quinn. Obviously, Sean McVay does good against Dan Quinn. And obviously, Kyle Shanahan does good against Dan Quinn. So, I hope Seattle does hire him. But anyway, the point is, uh, JB, you have to be impressed with Jordan Love. And also, we'll see what they do against San Francisco. But, JB, go ahead. The floor is yours. Tell, I mean, John McSwag is listening. Cowboys Nace is listening. How the fuck? And Lord have mercy. This was typical Mike McCarthy. We got we got to laugh, JB. I mean, JB, did you see this coming? And do you have praise for Packers fans? Um, 
I saw the Cowboys collapsing happening. Yeah, I, I, and I, I saw the song Accident Waiting to Happen coming, and I, I saw that because, you know, it's been out there for the last 29 years. Is that right? Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Like, yeah. I saw that coming, if that's what you're asking. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what I didn't see coming. I didn't see Jordan Love using my favorite word to ever say to Ralph Mentor. I didn't see Jordan Love evolving into what he is right now. There you go. Um, there you go. Right. right play. I was wrong on that. There's no question I was wrong about how good I thought Jordan Love was coming into the season. And I will eat crow on that. Um, I have to eat humble pie. He has really turned into something um, serious, really, turn, really turned it around um, from what he was at least in year one to where he is now in year three. Um, and yeah, I, I am not surprised that the Cowboys underestimated the Green Bay Packers, and I'm not surprised that the Cowboys lost to the Green Bay Packers. Um, and I'll be honest with you, Ralph is busy here picking the Texans to upset the fans. <laughs> I wouldn't be so confident that the Green Bay Packers can't emerge against the San Francisco 49ers. What do you think about it? I'm very impressed with Jordan Love. I knew. I mean, I knew I, this guy could do something special, at least. No, not this special, at least. No, because that whole back foot throwing the football is something Ridiculous right now down. By the way, Rob, you know what's crazy? Yeah. CJ and Jordan Love, they both lost to the Falcons in Atlanta, and they're both in the playoffs. Keep going. Close games, too. Yeah, real close games, too. On could have gone either way. But, um, but, but yeah, no, but, uh, for the, I, I don't know about their chances with San Francisco, honestly. Um, but, uh, for their season, at least, and all, I can't right. be impressive, honestly. I, I kind of have the floor. Kind of like teetering where Vrabel is. That's where I have the floor at least. No, I thought it was going to be gone at the end of the season. So I really like this team, and they weren't playing well um, by the midway of the season, honestly. But they figured out something with the Lions game, and I really think it's just this whole aggressive nature, honestly. Taking the ball, let's throw the ball down the field. Let's see if we can get an early lead and all get some rhythm going. And then they've taken off, honestly. The Chiefs game um, on the at home was an impressive win too, honestly, against a tough defense, honestly. Home or on the road, it's a tough defense to face. And Love handled himself in that game, too, as well. That Raider game, I think, was his only bad game uh -huh. throughout that back end stretch, honestly. So I, I like how the Packers look. I, I don't know about their chances against the Niners. I'll talk about it more and all. But right. it's not too surprising, honestly. They're finally healthy, too, as well. You throw Aaron Jones, is finally healthy. Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson are playing together and all. And they got a boatload of other receivers, too, apparently. So it's just been a questions about that defense. Joe Barry apparently is on his own hot seat and all, but every time it's been that time that they needed to perform, they performed, which is kind of interesting about the Niners game, honestly, when I'll talk more about it too as well. But right, right, right. Things working, honestly. And I don't know if their season is all to JB's point. I don't know if it's just suddenly done because they're a seven facing a one this weekend. Hey, Ralph, I have a question. question. I have a before, question. before we move topics, Ralph, can I ask you a question? Oh, um, there we go. I was really impressed by the statement that you made about the Green Bay Packers performing. Um, when they need to perform, do you think you'll ever be able in your lifetime to say anything about the Dallas Cowboys or, or no? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, what's his name there? Jerry Jones is 81, if not 82, something like that. I am freshly new into 34. I think I think when Jerry Jones passes, I think I can outlive him. I really think I really think I got a chance. I got a chance. But we'll see. <laughs> God has different. I will say this: I think that the days of performing when they when they need to when you, when you need to perform, I think your odds of performing when you need to perform at thirty four are a lot better than your odds of performing when you need to perform at. 
Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm well, well, JB and, and, and Ra, I have a question for you. And you can make a joke all you want, JB, for this one. So wait, so Jordan Love, a young a young man, for but once you Utah State, by the way. Um he got this Packers team to the playoffs. How come Aaron Rodgers didn't get this team to the playoffs last year, JB? Um, he was insane. He was a Trump supporter. I mean, all of the all of the off the field nonsense is the reason why um, why he didn't do it last year. That's my answer. What do you say, Ralph? <laughs> or do you want to? It's not a bad. It's not a bad example. It's not a bad take, honestly, to that, honestly. But um, I mean, to what I was on Aaron Rodgers too as well, and how I always felt before um, if he ever left the team and all, unless he did it right. And I felt like he did the Jets thing right. That's why it worked down until until his uh, first game, honestly, because even the, bringing out the flag was right and all. But um, he was never focused on helping these players being better, honestly. Like Christian Watson's been there, Dobbs has been there, honestly. I thought they were gonna take off, honestly. Like Tim, my thing. I had the Bills and Packers in the Super Bowl last year, honestly. I had, you did. I've had high expectations for the Packers and all. So uh-huh. that's why I looking at Aaron Rodgers and going into the Jets and all. I was. I was I was halfway confident in them because he was taking mini camp seriously. He was taking the training camp shit seriously. He was taking all that stuff seriously. He wasn't taking uh, with seriously with the Green Bay Packers, and that's what mm-hmm. they teamed out, especially last year in the final um, final game of the season. Honestly, when they should have, even though the Lions were playing well in the second half of the season, they weren't playing. Um, they lost. You know, they should have won that game at home against the uh-huh. Lions. They're gonna make fun of the Bears the way you make fun of the Bears. You should be able to beat the Detroit Lions no matter how well they're playing at home at Lambeau Field. And the fact they lost that game couldn't make the playoffs and all. It goes back to the whole back to the training camp, back to mini camp there. He's coming to JB's point and all. He's coming in, making fun of the whole Packer situation with I forget and now I'm sleeping on his on his GM's name, honestly. And he was the most famous guy at that point, and now I'm sleeping on his name and all. But he was going his back and forth and all then showing up in the middle of July or August, I should say, for training camp and all and then doing all his like spin wheeling throws and spinning around and throwing the ball in the net and all that weird shit, you know. You know what I mean? That's that's right. why they failed throughout the season because he wasn't taking this shit seriously. Just taking himself seriously, winning MVPs at least because he's that talented. But it just goes back to not taking training camp, mini camp seriously. That's why things failed down. That's why things look so good for this team now at the end of the season because they put in that extra work um, in the summer. And um, that's what Aaron Rodgers was trying to do that with the Jets. And I guess to JB's point again, I guess it's karma this year at least with the Jets at least. Yeah. You know, some lessons learned at least and all. Maybe even through the Jimmy Kimmel situation too. Maybe some more lessons learned. Yeah, and also just don't then, listen to Aaron Rodgers being a GM because this guy wanted what? Matellas what, Bennett and obviously he wanted uh, you know, you know, um, his his friends that are in Green Bay, and sometimes you don't have to listen to Rogers. Sometimes is it working? You, you can argue. You can argue. Did Jets and did that work without you there and all too as well? So you can't, can't have it. So it's yeah, it's it's all Aaron Rodgers. That's the reason. Facts, 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 facts. Now speaking of a team that I got, you know, Ralph, I we well, I respect you because I'm a nice guy, right? And uh-huh. you know, you don't you don't back up. With your picks, oh, okay. you don't. Okay. And listen, I lost by one point. Um, the Rams fought, man. You know, Stafford, Stafford. We knew Stafford's great. Yada yada yada. He was torching this Lions defense, but we got to give Brett Holmes a lot of credit, man. That, that's the best GM they have ever had. As long as you give Goff time, the, I mean, I mean, their own line is really good when they're healthy. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not really high in their secondary, but however, I mean, a, a good quarterback like Stafford, I mean, of course, is going to torch their secondary. Now, we'll see if Baker Mayfield can do that against their secondary, but at the end of the day, but JB, let me ask you this, man. What, are you, what can you tell the Lion fans? And, you know, Kevin Benz and Donald Porter, I mean, listen, the Rams are playing with their house money. 
Um, you know Stafford's a tough motherfucker, but you know Ram fans are they're excited either way because they know they have a hundred million cash base. They know they have Stan Crunchy. You, you know Kevin Benz is Darnell Poy. You know what they told me? Fuck them picks. So guess what? So two questions for you, uh, 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 JB. Um, you know Puka Nakua is for real. We're not surprised with him. You told me about him, my boy Samari told me about him. So did Kev. That's not a number one. Number two, um, is Cooper Cup? You know, is he? How can I say this to be nice? Is he, listen, he's 30 years old. Now, do you think he was not Cooper Cup this year because of the injury? Or do you think the Rams going to trade him pretty soon? But overall, JB, what do you have to say to this game? Are you oppressed with the Lions as long as they play like this? Okay. Um, Time for another JB story. Oh, here we go. JB is relatively strong. Um, I, I, I can around 225 pounds um i work out and i i i can move pretty heavy things and when i was younger my dad bought himself a piano 400 pound beautiful steinway piano really really gorgeous piano right and i said to myself you know what i can do this all by myself i can move this piano i'm, I'm a big strong man and it turned out that i couldn't Turned out that it didn't matter how many hands I used, didn't matter whether I used one hand or two hands, that um, moving a piano all by yourself is a bad idea. That there's a reason why there are movers for such a shit. There's there's reasons why two people typically move piano. And, and it doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't, <laughs> right. it doesn't matter how many hands you use, right? You, you should not move a piano by yourself. Similarly, um, advice for Lions fans, um, and specifically for Jared Goff. It doesn't really matter how many hands you use, right? <laughs> Throwing the ball over your head is a bad idea. And when I say over your head, I mean behind over your head. So if you <laughs> use one hand or if you use two hands to fling the ball backwards, right? it doesn't matter how many hands you use. It's a bad idea. Um, that said, I thought the Lions played really well. I think Amon Rob St. Brown is so underrated. He is facts, facts, fantastic. facts receiver um ralph mentor told me he was worried about laporta i looked at laporta he looks fine i know what it looks like that whatever that knee injury was it wasn't serious because that dude was moving um and as long as they're healthy i love their chances um coming up assuming again that you know jared goff doesn't throw the ball over his head (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so i'm going to be picking them going forward to your Rams point, I think it's time to restructure Cooper. If you want to still be a Los Angeles Ram, if you don't want to be a Los Angeles Ram, I promise you there's a market, right? But I imagine they're going to ask you to take less money, and I imagine you're going to agree. Um, and while we're on the subject, um, Ken Mo Vance, yeah, sure, fuck them picks. And while you're busy fucking them picks, uh, just know that your best player of this year, was one of your draft picks, and that your second best player, Rob Har- Rod Harvenstein, your left tackle, is the reason that Matthew Stafford even made it through the season in the first place. No, I agree. That's that's the thing right there. Um, Rob, anything to say? Because Lion fans are listening, Ram fans are listening. Um, Rob, I gotta I gotta give you credit because uh, listen, you know why me and you are brothers? I picked the Lions last year for the division two last year, but but guess what's the difference is? The Lions defense the Super Bowl, that, la- yeah. it's way, the Lions defense is way better than this in the last year. But go ahead, Ralph. The difference is yeah. Ralph picked them for the Super Bowl. That's the difference. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And they, they, they have a chance. Ralph picked them for the Super Bowl. 
it's Ralph's magic. You need a little Ralph's magic this season. That's what you need. This <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Ralph. Before you keep going, yeah. If Rogers stays healthy with Nathaniel Ken Hackett, do you still believe in your desk pick at that? If he, if yeah, yeah, because okay. because of their defense. The defense looks good this year. Imagine if they had a quarterback. They just them help them move the football from time to time. Look what Joe Flacco did. Do you trust their line? Do you trust with the O line with Rogers' age? No, no. Okay, no. there you go. But Burrow has made a Super Bowl before. See, yeah. you can argue CJ Stroud's not dealing with the greatest talented, you know, O-line, even though they're good. Yeah. I'll give them that they're good. But okay. still, you know what I mean? It's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I wouldn't give him a chance. All right, but go ahead. Go, go well, crazy Ralph, lines, man. Ralph, just to be fair, none of those other examples that you named, uh, yeah. Doug and did their own personal investigation uh, with Jimmy Kimmel and Pat McAfee. For my pick, though. I would love the Texans to go to the Super Bowl at least because there'll be no Ravens, no Chiefs, no Eagles, no I mean, no Niners at least. So that's what I'm trying to really play. It's possible. That's, it's possible. That's true agenda, to be real honest. That's right. my but um, for the Lions at least and all, I do like what I'm seeing defensively. I just thought Matthew Stafford was just in his bag, audibling the ball, the, the yeah. Pukunakua um, touchdown, and the 2-2 Atwell touchdown was all him, honestly. I don't think there was anything with Sean McVay or some busted play by the um, Lions, honestly. You can argue maybe the Pukunakua one. I really think that's a route thing. I'm really mm-hmm. happy for credit with those two plays, honestly. If you take away those two plays, it's a 24, what, uh, 24-7 game or something? Or 24, yeah, 24-7 game. Um, three, uh, uh, what's it called? Three times the team was in the red zone, the uh-huh. Rams, and they stopped them from getting into the end zone too as well. I think they've shown that with um, holding the Cowboys to 20 points when they've averaged 40 points at home. And even though they were frauds, um, the only real thing about them was them, them at home, <laughs> So yeah, they were able to hold them to twenty points in a big game like that too as well. I think they just they're showing makings. Honestly, I love that even though the defense is um giving up yards, I still look at a team that's bending don't break. Um, even though a guy like Andrew Jones wants to come at Aiden Hutchinson for not getting these sack numbers and all, I yeah. think looking at it all wrong. Honestly, there was a man that used to be a New England Patriot that helped us win Super Bowls, Richard Seymour, who was in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Wasn't getting um sack numbers on, but you knew if you let the dude do his thing, he can get some sack numbers and on. That's what I'm yep. saying. The Lions offense, they're just more focused on stopping that run, making sure those gaps are all covered. They're not worried about rushing up the field and letting guys get um letting quarterbacks get free and having a free um what's it called there a uh, pocket at least and all, and able to have time to push the football. Mm-hmm. That's why the Lions defense is just improving, in my opinion, and they're only getting better. It's a curious game here because I am questioning how they can win playoff games and all. They did, even though that's why I give them credit for winning this game. Stafford was able to force this game to a 23-24 game, honestly. It, doesn't, it really wasn't that. It wasn't a game that I was entirely nervous throughout the whole time, at least. Not. But can this defensive, can this team win dominating-wise defensively and all? Tampa Bay does have some elements where they can push the football down the field uh-huh. on Mike Evans, and obviously just the year that Baker Mayfields have, but can they hold that down at least and all? I think that's what's the next element, honestly. Yeah. Defensively, to JB's point, that's the only thing you worried about. Jerry, what are you doing at least and all? He made yeah, exactly. immediately on that drive at least and all to come back from a third and long, and they were able to still push the football down the field even though they punted. They still made up for it. But Jared Goff and making some cough decisions at least. Right, like, right. Doing so, that's the only thing you worry about because offensively, you got a two running back bell cow, you got the best O line in the playoffs, in my opinion, the final eight, honestly. And you got weapons, and you, Josh Reynolds just showed out, honestly, right? Yeah. 30 with Amos St. Brown to JB's point, underappreciated wide receiver, Jameson Williams down the field, um, element, honestly. Mm-hmm. Got now you got Josh Reynolds who got himself a little open too, as well, because maybe the Rams 
backfield is that bad. But still, they have every element to keep going on us. And I think defensively, they're showing you more to be optimistic than more than uh, nepotism, at least. On shout out to the Lion fans on Twitter, they love me. Facts. I shout out, yo, y'all, y'all get a round of applause, bro. They make me popular. I appreciate you. Facts. You can't blame her for being happy. I would be happy for it too. Every time we when we when you think about Lions, you think about negativity, and I'm just happy for the Lions fans as well. Now, um. JB, you represent Bills Nation. I got a friend of mine that does sports for you podcast. He's a Bills fan. His name is Mark as well. You guys think alike because I was talking to him yesterday on the DM on, on Instagram. He's uh, the only thing that he's worried about the Bills is the injuries on defense, and you're in the same boat with him. But I'll just say this to you, JB. Me and you were talking on the phone about you know Donkey Kane. This man is looking like the Donkey Kane from Utah. I mean, listen, the Bills love white tight ends, man. The Donkey Kane. Dustin, Dustin Knox, you know, Khalil Shakur is becoming a hey, – he's, hey, he's showing up. He's showing up. So, JB, you have to be impressed with Joe – you have to be impressed with Joe Brady. I mean, as long as Josh Allen is not being a dumbass, you got, um, the Bills looks very scary as long as they play like this. And number two, JB, what can you tell Steeler fans? Because it's fair to say that the Steelers like to be mid because I like Mike Tomlin. Steeler fans don't like Mike Tomlin. Because because Steeler fans are just like Laker fans and Yankee fans, they're 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 tired of being mid. So any message for Steeler fans and any message for Bills Bills Nation. Fourteen of the thirty teams make the playoffs each year. Of those fourteen, two of them are the number one seed. Yep. Right. So. If you consider the Pittsburgh Steelers to be the worst of the 14, of, of those 14, six of them lose in the first round. Uh-huh. If you consider losing in the first round to be mid, right, then so be it, man. You're a mid-team. If you consider making the playoffs every year of the tenure – um, of the longest tenured head coach. I, I Hold on, I'll pull up exactly how many years Mike Tomlin has been doing it. Mike Tomlin has made the playoffs as Steelers head coach how many times? Awesome. In 17 years with Steelers, Tomlin has never had a losing That's season. That's crazy. Tomlin has made the playoffs 11 times and won one Super Bowl under Tomlin. Okay. Admittedly, they haven't won a playoff game since 2016. That to me sounds like a cup. Sounds like a general management problem. Mm. Whoever convinced um, the Steelers to draft Kenny Pickett because he's the guy, right? Mm. Um, and that's an evaluation problem. But I don't know that you can put that on Tomlin again. In the same way that, like, it's not Tomlin's fault that they have Najee Harris. It's not. No, what, um, what about Patrick Peterson? Patrick Peterson, right? I mean, again, he's trying to patch holes, um, and he's making the playoffs. Right. So don't get fired for that. You make right. change in your personnel for that. If you want to meet a mid-team, if you're interested in meeting a mid-team, why don't you go get last year's coach of the year? He's on very stable ground. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, no, it's not Mike Tomlin's fault. And Steelers fans need to calm the hell down. Like, nothing's wrong right now like you just need to make changes with your personnel you have a stable offensive line and you need a better quarterback than mason rudolph every <laughs> in the united states of america would have told you that you need something better than mason rudolph everybody don't tell have, don't tell antonio brown that but like, i'll not only tell antonio brown that i'll also tell kenny pickett that that you need a better quarterback than mason rudolph um pickett, you're not it you're not the answer to that question all right bills nation so now back to the bills 
it's always been about the injuries. The reason why Ralph hasn't been able, the Ralph hates me right now. And the reason Ralph hates me is because I'm not getting on this bill show or how much success they have. Not because I think. Really? You're not on yet? No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to be what on. What are you waiting for? I'll tell you what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Tredavious White, Matt Milan. <laughs> oh, come <and> on. <laughs> I'm waiting for all those people to walk in the door. That's what I'm waiting for. Are you serious? They are they are good, and when Josh Allen is on, he can beat anybody. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. You finally have the Chiefs at Buffalo. Finally. Josh Allen is healthy. He has all his weapons when you look at him. He already added a weapon in Dalton T. Caden. Thanks to Joe Brady, he's added a weapon in James Cook. Did he add Gabe Davis out, too? Yeah. Okay, Davis. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's go. Really? You have the Chiefs at home, and you still have Josh Allen still. And based off a game like that, he's ready and ready to own this game and all two as well. You're not jumping on the bandwagon? I'm not jumping on the bandwagon, but I will. What do you want? I'm picking them for this game, but I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> this is what, Bill, Vince, this is what happens when you go to four straight Super Bowls and you lose them in your history and all. Because you need more confidence. Going this is what happens when your defensive end in Von Miller doesn't look like the same defensive end. This is what happens. Is that wrong? You're missing people. But you don't need that against Mahomes this he has no wide receivers to your whole season point. Like, what the hell? Your confidence should be so high. It should be so high with your analysis that you have given me this before. No, but Ralph. No, Ralph. There's no way no, that Ralph, he's Ralph, 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 me. No, Ralph. Ralph. Who's that, who, who do you trust more? Let's play the Vince game. Okay. Who do you trust more? Marcus Valdez-Scantling or Kyrie Elam? Oh, and as long as you don't have an answer to that question, by the way, oh. <laughs> right. you shouldn't have an answer to that. No, question. but and by the way, before, before and JP made a great point too. But I like I like that game. We're gonna play my game later on when we talk about the Eagle game. But but here's my deal, right, Rob? Yeah. JP's been telling me this whole time though. He had he has. I'm with him. The Bills. Well, well, well. I'll say that for later. But he's been telling me the Bills are gonna beat the Chiefs and they're gonna and the Bills are gonna lose the Ravens. What do you want from JB? He's being honest. He wants me to unbridled support. He wants me to be a super fan. The way – right, I have more analysis for the Ravens and all, too, as well. Right, so right, right. That's why I have different confidence, I guess, for the Bills, at least. Okay. I find them as legitimate. All right. All right. He has that confidence because he sees Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. Of right. course. Josh Allen does – Of course. And if Josh Allen does superhero things, then I will be happily wrong in the Bills. Right. And also, real quick, JB, are you impressed so far with the connection with him? With Kincaid and Josh Allen so far. You're not yeah, surprised, are you? Not be. I mean, like, the only better tight end in all of football is Sam Laporta, and that's only because I want Ralph to, you know, experience all the happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, anybody who's being objective and who isn't being a super fan will tell you that Dalton Kincaid is fucking incredible. You yeah. can make a very strong case. I mean, a very strong case that he's the best, best pass catcher that this particular draft produced. Um, as a rookie, you think you think he's going to be better than Brock Bowers, depending on where Brock Bowers goes. Yeah, I think that him and Sam Laporta are going to be duking it out and replacing Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Okay. in the future, I really do. Um, like Sam Laporta is the other pass catcher. You can be like, no, I like Sam Laporta better. But honestly, if you watch them both, if you if you spend time and you grind the film, you'll see that they are both wicked, wicked good as rookies. Like much better than what you should expect out of a rookie tight end. 
Um, and just because I like Kincaid better than I like Laporta doesn't mean I don't recognize that these two are clearly the future at tight end in the same way that CJ Stroud and Jordan Love are clearly the future at quarterback. Yeah. Like these two are, are, are phenomenal. So yeah, of course, I think Dalton Kincaid is amazing. Um, he stepped in and made catches where um, the other players haven't, and he forces defenses right now to sort of shift their attention away um, like they, they get burned if they solely focus on Stefan Diggs. That's another way mm-hmm. folks have been winning these games is because so much attention is being paid to paid to Diggs that Diggs can't get off. He can't get loose the way he used to get loose on. But it allows Dalton Kincaid to make those extra catches um, and to really punish defenses who solely focus on Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I'm going to be picking the Bills against the Chiefs, but if you want me to pick them for the Super Bowl, like I need to see a lot more out of Von Miller. I need to see Daquan Johnson be what Daquan Johnson was earlier. And I would love to have Kyir Elam off the field, whether it's for Christian or (laughs) or Tredavious White or Dane Jackson. I don't really care. But I do care that my big matchup is not, you know, facing off against Kyir Elam if you want me to pick them for a Super Bowl, Ralph. So, Ralph, before we move on to talk about the Eagles game, you can't wait for that. You're the last of that game. But to be honest, do you have anything to say about Steelers' Bills before we move on? Not much, honestly. Bills did their job closer than it should have been, honestly. But Josh Allen wasn't the reason why it was closer than it should have been. I guess it's to the defense point. Yeah. At, uh, but um, solid win for the Bills, honestly. Josh Allen looked good. I think that's the most important thing. It's, as long as Josh Allen's looking good, um, not worry about any type of shoulder or, like, arm injuries, at least. And all. Yeah. It should be fine moving forward, in my opinion. I'm, I'm uh, well, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Get your popcorn ready because J- now JB is going to entertain this. And obviously, Ralph. So, Ralph is laughing right now at the Philadelphia fans. Because now, here's the deal, right? So, me and, JB podcast, <laughs> me and JB did a podcast a long time ago. And JB was actually right. I thought he was trying to be funny. But he was right. He was making fun of Eagle's schedule. Because he was right. He said, Eagle told, he told Eagle fans, your schedule is a fucking joke. And they won pretty much one game. The only team that they probably beat was the Giants. You can argue if Tyler Taylor would have started in that game, probably the Giants would have won that game. So, Here's the thing, JB, and entertain Eagle fans and entertain Bucks fans because in my my father Chris side and my friend Jackie, she was at the game by the way. You can't blame her. Tampa Bay's nice, it's nice weather, and obviously she saw a ass kicking. Um, you know, Tampa Bay beating Philadelphia. You know, you know, Ralph I need to pause you, Vince. I need to pause you. You know, Ralph is going to have a field day in this podcast because he saw Jalen Hurst got a safety, but no shit. Here's the deal, right? Of course, he has hurt his middle finger. Of course, you know. You see, last time when the Eagles played the Bucks, you you keep doing something, and you need to understand what you're doing because you're punishing the audience, and the audience hasn't done anything. I get it that your friend was in Tampa Bay and that was able to enjoy the warm weather. I am looking right now outside my window at two feet of snow. Me and the majority of the United States that listens to this podcast are looking at cold weather fronts, like. Barraging the U.S. We've got power lines down. People not know how to drive. Getting all fat and sloppy inside their homes. Stop it. (laughs) With this whole, my friend got to go to the Tampa Bay game. We know. We know that your friend was lucky enough to enjoy the warm weather. We got it. Please continue. Thank you. Thank you. So, so of course, they get beat by, you know, last time they got beat by Tampa Bay, they had, you know, Jalen Rieger, I saw White side. You didn't have A.J. Brown at the time. So, of course, when you have your, you know, when you don't have your big receiver like A.J. Brown, right, job, J.B., and obviously, you know, they st- Devontae Smith still played well. But, but let's play a game, J.B. Sure. So, what, what can you tell, first of all, what can you tell my father and Jackie and the Eagle fans 
What can you tell Bucks fans? And also, JB, also, JB, which person do you trust? Matt Patricia, James Bradbury. And it's, by the way, you know whose birthday was on Monday? Ironically, ironically, ironically since the Eagles lost, was Debo Samuel. So Debo Samuel was right about James Bradbury. So with that being said, JB, have you ever seen a collapse from a team in Philadelphia like this? Going from 10-1 to and collapsing, and Vic Seriani gave the job job the deepest corner to Matt Patricia. The floor is yours. What can you tell the Philadelphia fan? Because oh, the sky is falling so right let's now. Let's answer your question first by a little story. It seems <laughs> there were three bears. And oh one, my God. They, they were in the forest, and they cooked up some porridge, and they went for a walk. And a little blonde girl came skipping through the woods, and she went to the dad's bear's chair and said, that chair is too hard for me. Um, I, I don't want that. And then he, she went to the mom's chair and she was like, well, that, that chair is too soft for me. But then she sat in the baby's chair and said, um, this chair is, is just right for me. And there's a reason why the story is called Goldilocks and not Matt Patricia. And the reason because whatever choice Matt Patricia would have made would have been the wrong choice. And so is, is one, ignoring the lessons from Goldilocks and the Three Bears. But two, is also stupid, right? Now, I don't know who hired Matt Patricia. Some people are saying that it's Howie Roseman. Some people are saying that it's Nick Sirianni. But I've made this joke already about not hiring Matt Patricia. And I say that anybody who is stupid enough after what they've seen over the last six years to employ Matt Patricia in any role. And I say any role, Ralph Mentor, because if you're stupid enough to employ him as offensive coordinator, you deserve what you get. <laughs> Background in offensive. And by the way, he made Nick Foles look great. But keep going. Go ahead. Like, again, you, you deserve what you get if you employ Matt Patricia. And that goes to you, Eagle fans. So firing Matt Patricia is like, I mean, job number one, right? Um, and until you do that, you're going to continue to, you know, mess around. Was, I mean, at A.J. Brown being missing and all the players that Vince mentioned, like, yeah, man, so you lost a playoff game. It's still better than being the fucking Giants. Trust me. Trust me. It's better than being the Commanders. Trust me. I lost a football game. It, it's it's horrible. There are way better – there are way worse situations that you can be in. Believe me. The Panthers. The Panthers. Throughout your division. All right. Back to um, the Bucks. Back to the Bucks. Um, what I can say to Bucks fans is I still hate your team. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really care. I, I saw how you performed, and I, I really love Vita Vea. Um, I, I really do. Vita Vea, Carlton Davis, and Jamil Dean, um, just awesome on defense. Like I think. To tell Bucks fans what you said before the game about Mike Evans dropping. Oh well, I brought that up on overall. Um, you, you can go back and listen to the end of overall. But- to this podcast it was absolutely hilarious um i said i i told andrew i said who do you think without looking who do you think leads the league and drops um and andrew and andrew was like look i know mike evans leads the league and drops and i was like no he doesn't but the mere fact that your mind went there should tell you how often mike evans drops the ball in- <laughs> Um, but like, nah, I don't like, I don't like the team, man. I don't like the way Chris Godwin runs ever since he came. <laughs> I don't like Mike Evans dropping football. I really hate Rashad White. 
Um, I mean, like if I have to watch another three yards in a cloud of dust, I, <laughs> it'll only be too soon. So yeah, I'm gonna be picking against the Bucks for the rest of the playoffs, not because they suck. I mean, like they, obviously they're in the second round of the playoffs, right? I'm gonna just pick against them because I don't like watching them. I hate watching Bucks games. Um, and for and well, I guess I will say this: Baker Mayfield is comeback player of the year. I know yep. I like to give it to other people who came back from injuries. That guy's career. I, yeah. That guy was was out and out, and he won that comeback player of the year off of Joe Flacco by winning this playoff game. R- Ralph, what do you have to say to to Bucks fans to show that somebody yeah. is interested in them? And before before you go, Ralph, you do re- you know what's crazy? The Steelers went, to, I believe, ten and zero and ten one, and guess who just beat them in the playoffs? Oh, Baker Mayfield of all people. Go ahead. Um, do I really have to talk about the Bucks? Thank you. Or the Eagles. Go ahead. I don't want to talk about the Bucs, man. I just, they lucked up by facing the Philadelphia Eagles, honestly. And and I feel like I've talked so much about the Eagles over the past. Tell Eagle fans, you told, you you compared Jalen Hurts to Tim Tebow and Jason Hill. Okay, I talked some Jalen Hurts shit at least. Go ahead, go ahead. Do you This is your moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the real question is is this guy elite? Like, I never understood why this man was pushed into the MVP conversation. He looks no different than Jared Goff is doing. For um for the Lions, he's not in the MVP conversation. No different for what Purdy's doing with the San Francisco 49ers. He's not in the MVP conversation at all. So is Jalen Hurts really this type of elite quarterback that guys like Jay, um my bad, guys like Andrew Jones want to put into the MVP conversation? Or is he just a mid quarterback? Now I know I got my jokes that is he Tim Tebow and <laughs> even though these guys are similar. It tastes in hell, keep going, yes. They're similar okay. the same way, Better than- but but just just different. Guy runs a little bit better, a little bit. Uh, more or less awkwardly than the other one, at least in all. Still, though, I think it's a fair question. For your Eagle fans, at least, do you truly believe this guy can lead you to a Super Bowl um, again and all? Do you really? I mean, because last time I checked, you faced uh, in the Fraud Bowl, you faced the winner in the Fraud Bowl, and then you, you had faced the team in the 49ers where they didn't have a quarterback, and they held that for so long that they smacked y'all by, like, 20, if not 30, and you guys have really haven't recovered since that game, honestly. So, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is really that guy. I mean, when I look at the organization shit and Nick Carani and Howie Rose, it's even though it's kind of their fault for like the Patricia thing and everything like that, and the, maybe the uh, Shaq Learn and the Kevin Byer pickup and the OCDC thing, you still had a quote unquote elite quarterback at the yeah. end. He did not do anything elite for you besides a big throw once in a while that Andrew Jones wants to sit there on his Twitter. It's the best thing. Right, like, right. right. Oh no! I just don't get it, honestly. Sat there with twenty plus turnovers too, as well. And again, it worked last year because he didn't throw the football more than thirty times. Uh huh. Bring up Andrew Jones again. He wants to give me all these numbers of of these things of whoa, he th- he does this and this, throwing over thirty times. Spare me. It's limited times. And two years prior to that, when he was doing that, it wasn't working. And mind you, you make fun of Josh Allen having Stephon Diggs and all getting yeah. excited when his numbers went up the roof and all too, as well. And all. So it's. As there's so many ways you can come up. Yeah, I know what you're saying because look what CJ's like, doing. Look, uh, no, no, Rob, I know what you're saying. Look at what CJ's yeah. doing. Look at what Love's doing. Right? Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, that's that's. Okay, but that's why I'm coming. Look at what right now. doing while you're busy taking part. a look at all that stuff. <laughs> part, oh, I'm gonna finish this. <laughs> so much ego talk over the past week. I'm not even. A, I'm not even an NFC East fan, but um, I think that's another question about their organization and their team. Honestly, is Jalen Hurts really that guy and all? Got guys like Jason Kelsey's obviously retiring and all. You got older guys that maybe want to move on. Honestly, they've been Stoutman for the Eagles for years, right. like Fox 
and uh, what is it? Hassan Reddick. You got Lane Johnson there too. So there's a whole bunch of guys that have been there and not won a Super Bowl already. Do they still want to be there through all this second time of turmoil in five years and all? And it's for Jalen Hurts. I feel like it's a big question going forward and all. So if I had a on anybody's parade with the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, <laughs> you're next, Mister Waste Management, in my opinion. But well, before I, I before add it, maybe, do you have Mr. something that's garbage? He's Mr. Garbage. He's Mr. JB, garbage man. JB, JB, this is two things I gotta ask you. Do you want to respond to Ralph? And two, yeah. and two, and two, um, my question for you, my other question is for you is this. Since 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 Brian Dable's thing, since Sirianni's thing, and since Mike McCarthy's thing, there's no way the commanders could fuck up this hire and also fuck I mean, they have a chance to shit, they have Adam Peters. I mean, right? I mean, I mean he, he came from San Francisco. I mean, he's a good drafting guy, so can I mean, can the commanders, you know, I mean, I mean, you're, you live in the DMV area. So, I mean, you get what I'm talking about there because we spoke about this on the phone. There's no way the commanders can fuck it up, right? Okay. For those people who want the answer to, as to whether the commanders can fuck it up, please dig through the archives um, and find the 265 media show that me and Ralph and um, me and Ralph and Vince did literally, what was it, a week ago? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah go, go and figure that out. But. I will say to to Ralph, um, Ralph, what? I know what? that you hate Jalen Hurts. As somebody <laughs> who has had the experience of watching Daniel Jones and Tom Peter, Zach Wilson, and Howell, and Dak Prescott, there is worse out there. You don't have to like look around. You, you don't have to turn your head very far to see worse quarterbacks than Jalen. You could have said Zach Wilson. <laughs> Like there's only there's only so much of this before. But look what you're calling him. You know what? I I know exactly what to say to you. Calling him calling Jalen Hurts waste management is an insult to Tommy DeVita. (laughs) No, it isn't. He's the same thing. He's the same thing. Stop! Stop! There's only one difference between Tommy DeVito and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a running back or built like a running back. No, I'll answer his question. I'll answer his fucking question. One difference between Tommy DeVito and Jalen Hurts. How about that? One is white. (laughs) Well, I like the white guy and the the, over the black guy. And this is oh, that's that's oh, you're insane. I love you. No, we're going for our next. Tommy DeVito is that Jalen Hurts has a superpower bench of uh, what is it, squatting 600 pounds. That's it. Like, there's nothing extra about the guy and all, too, as well. Like, in the same system, same system that Baker Mayfield was, he was a Heisman winner. That's why in the game, in the wild card game, where it was just about the quarterbacks, because the teams are okay, even though the Philadelphia Eagles have, have uh, more talent than the Tampa Buccaneers, just something going on in their, in their locker room, honestly. But it was just about the quarterback. Baker Mayfield looked like a Heisman winning quarterback. What is Jalen Hurts again? In the same around the office, Oklahoma Sooners. Am I wrong here? Yeah, you're not wrong. So I like I don't know why. I mean, even put Baker Mayfield in that class, and before the season, we're putting no. Baker Mayfield in that class, and we're thinking Tampa Bay is tanking for Caleb. Go ahead, JB, respond. Like, the show Jalen Hurts is not that good of a quarterback right now. Couldn't even not play Baker Mayfield. And last year, last year, who who was in the top three of MVPs? Bake um JB. Who who who? Tommy DeVito can't even show up. For a promotional payment, with- Jalen Hurts can't even show up in the wild card playoff game with the Rams on the line. You got Mr. Goddard yelling at him on the field. What are you talking Ralph, about here? Tommy DeVito can't even show up to a New York pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> You're worried about 
going okay. out on the field. At least with Jalen okay. Hurts, when you're saying, you know what? Are you, are you sure that Jalen Hurts can show himself at a pizzeria in Philadelphia right now? Okay, let, guys, first of all, let's play a game. I'll, I'll name a quarterback. You tell me if they're better than that. Oh, oh this game again? again? Wait, no, 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 just real quick, just real quick, just real quick. Right. They're better than Jalen Hurts, okay? Let's do it. Lamar Jackson. Better. Better. Josh Allen. Better. Jalen Hurts. What does Ralph say to all of this? Better. I'm saying better. better. All right. Okay. Justin Herbert. Right in the same neighborhood. What is? I know that's a tie to me. That those are ties to me. See this route. Better than hurts, please. Better. Okay. Oh yeah. Jordan Love. Better, better than hurts. Okay. Brock Purdy. Better. Okay. Better. Okay. That's no, no, no. Hurts is better than Purdy. I'm not doing that. So. Okay. I'm. I think I'm going hurts so too. I'm going. Okay, Matthew Stafford. If you're going to call Ben Gunner racist over his comments, I'm going to call him. Yeah, well, I am about Purdy. I definitely can I'll own it, though. That's the difference. Ma- Ma- no, 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 wait. Matthew, Sa- Matthew Stafford. Uh, no, Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. Deshaun Watson. Wow. Jalen Hurts. I'm going to hurt him. Jalen Hurts because he's not perv. So yeah. And Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Better than Hurts is better. Hurts is okay. better. And then one more guy. Kirk Cousins or Derek Hart? Um, I'm not going to answer that question. They're both trash, and both of them are worse than Jalen Hurts. I'm taking Kirk Cousins over Jalen Hurts. You're but not hard. Or, All right, guys, there we go. We talked about Minnesota that was a game. Now let's go years. Unbelievable, right. Ralph. All the shit you've talked about. <laughs> all the shit you've talked about, the Timberwolves, to take Kirk Cousins over <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Jesus, man. What are we doing? Move on, man. But, exactly, hey, exactly. Kirk Cousins did, but Jared Goff is yeah. Rough, 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 rough. One more guy, Justin Fields. One more guy. Hurts. Hurts. Hurts, me too. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right. Texans, Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens. I'm not going to give up my Super Bowl pick, but I hope the Texans win because low-key because of our guy, Ghost Dante, and JR. Okay, Ralph, what do you got? Who's your final pick? And this is your final pick, man. Yeah, I have to go with the Ravens because okay. it makes sense, but – I'm loving the Texans. I have the one seeds in this weekend. This is clearly the closer game, in my opinion. We'll talk more about the other ones. I don't think the game is clearly a blowout. But for this game, at least, I'm giving Houston every chance to win this football game. I think they have a great start, honestly. I think Russ is real with Baltimore. I think they figure it out in the second half. And Justin Tucker hits a big kick, honestly. I think it's a 31-28 type of win, honestly. Um, could go I'm honestly, but yeah. Now, now JB, this a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson. This is probably the best weapons he's ever had. I know people are getting out Lamar. always oh, he's 0-4 in the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. But let's be real. The weapons right now is, is the best weapon he's ever had. So, JB, who do you got? And do you think this game is going over? Do you think, Or do you think this could be a possible blowout in Baltimore? Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I do think it's going to be a shootout. Um, and ultimately, I kind of co-sign your analysis, Vince. I, I hope that Houston wins, but I think that Baltimore is going to win. I think Baltimore has the more complete team. And as I've said on this show multiple times, I think the first round by makes a huge difference in the NFL. Um, and I don't. I think I think that the Texans having to travel um, is a big big deal. While Houston, mm-hmm. while Baltimore has had this entire time to prepare. But I hope. I mean, I hope that Houston pulls the upset. But I think that Baltimore is going to win. Same, because JR will go crazy. He will be on the pod next week. Oh, my goodness. Please, 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 Houston. But we'll see what happens. Now, Packers, Niners in San Francisco. Last time we had a number one seed, we made the Super Bowl. So that, that makes me confident. But, however, 
JB, Andrew Jarrell Jones. I got Niners, obviously. Vegas have his, has, has his favorite by 10. Um, and ba- maybe Vegas knows something. Who knows? But obviously, we have the better coaching staff than the Cowboys. No shit. We're at home. Levi Stadium is going to be go, go, go crazy. Yeah, and the winner of this game, pretty much the winner of this game, has the most playoff wins in pretty much in NFL history. So that's on the line as well. So, JB, what can you tell Packer fans? And what can you tell Niner fans? And here we go. And, and the Brock Purdy haters as well. Because um, they, they, a lot of people, a lot of Purdy haters are saying he's going to struggle because of a, a layoff for two weeks. Copy and paste what I said about the number one seed and now apply it to the 49ers, um, Ralph. I think the four, I think the number one seed in the first round by is a big, big advantage to whoever gets it. I think it just makes things easier by a lot in today's NFL. And as a result, I don't think that the Green Bay Packers are going to be able to um, – Francisco 49ers. However, I also don't think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to win by 10. I think right. Love proved that he's a really good quarterback. And if you sleep on him and you sleep on his receiving weapons, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, and you just don't take it seriously, that he is more than happy to provide the upset. So we're going to see. Now, I think that Kyle Shanahan is going to be prepared. I think that you guys are going to come out looking to win this game and looking to go to the NFC Championship, and I think you're going to do it. However, this is the game that I think could actually be the upset. This is the one where if the 49ers just were not busy, if they just didn't care, if they just didn't, you know, if all they were doing were hanging out and eating, you know, popcorn, and now they're waking up <laughs> yeah. Thursday and they have this game on, on Saturday, then the 49ers um, could lose the game. But in short, right now, I'm going with the 49ers. What do you think, Ref? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just – to your, I don't know to your take at least, you know, because I feel like Kyle Shanahan is just a way too prepared individual to be yeah. looking like Mike McCarthy, bro. Even right. if, to your point, players are slacking, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is a game that Purdy would be, with the time off, would be super prepared for because I feel like that's what makes um, – I feel like that's what – I mean, that's what's working for him. He's and like, plus getting Eric Armstrong back is huge. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's a given, bro. Look, look, look at the Niner team. You're a one seed for a reason. But I'm trying to give Purdy, Purdy credit, and it's because of his prepared nature. Yes. IQ, honestly, is the reason why he's better than Jeremy Garoppolo at this point of his career. Oh, back. way, way, way better. Oh, yes. Way, way better, honestly. So that's, I think, in this scenario, that's I think that's an advantage for him. And you look at a guy like Jordan Love, he's going to be – He's going to be feeling himself a little bit after a game like that. I don't know how you can't, clearly, honestly, too, as well. So that's why I feel like the Niners just have a great start. Um, I do think they win by 10, but it doesn't look like more than 10, but it doesn't look like they thoroughly dominate, honestly. Mm-hmm. Don't, I don't see a front-running nature that the Niners typically get into when they start blowing out teams. I think the Packers can have a second half where they put some touchdowns up and all and not even, like, accidentally looking interesting. Honestly, just work it, just grinding out and making it look interesting. But I'm confident the Niners are just going to be so prepared, honestly, that they're going to have a 14 spot on the Packers to start after, like, midway into the second quarter, honestly. And I think that's yeah. to hold off the Packers from a, from a little comeback, honestly. That's why I kind of see, like, a 34-24 right. Packers come back and make it a game. And then the Niners, you know, with no turnovers, at least, and all. Um, sit there, hit a couple touchdowns. They got C-Mac running the football, and they end up commanding the game at the end and all. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, let's, I can't give the Packers that much of a chance, honestly. I just cannot see Shanahan falling asleep at the wheel uh, for the first game of the season. He does – he can get up on a team, I, um, ironically, to the Patriots, 28-3 and all. This is just a divisional round game. So, I think, I think at the end, offensively, they're playing a full 60-minute game, and they should be all right. 
and the 34 to 24 facts. Well, if Brock wins this game, he'll have more playoff wins than Dak Prescott. All right, anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, my goodness. Doug McSwag cannot even talk shit right there. And he really can't defend himself with that. All right, now. Well, Buffs maybe, maybe Ashley Baker can come on and, and talk about that. She has all the free time. I mean, I mean, no, she does. No, she does. But she she can't defend her cowboy. That's for sure. You know what she told me? You know what she told me, JB? She, listen, at this point, she might be a Patrick Mahone Chiefs fan. I mean, I, I can't blame her. I can't blame her. All right. And they call me a bandwagoner. Exactly. Exactly. But wait, it is what it is, man. They, they're, they're haters because, JB, you're you keeping real. It's all good. All right. Bucks and Lions. I'm going with the Lions. They're at home. They should win. Um, JB, can, do you have a message for Bucks fans? Can Baker Mayfield towards this nice secondary is you remember kg said remember that kg saying anything is possible do you know why i don't talk about the spurs <laughs> by the way just to let you know lucas went to the game by the way keep going go ahead do you know why i don't talk about the spurs what about you ralph why, you know why i don't talk why, about the why not why not i don't watch them there's a reason i don't watch them because i don't think they're very good right now why don't i talk about the bucks why don't i give messages to the bucks fans because <laughs> i don't watch them i don't think they're very good so no i don't have a message to the bucks fans I'm taking the Lions. I'm rooting with my boy, Ralph Mentor. I want Ralph Mentor to have his joy. I want him to say, see, see, I told you about the Lions. I was always on the bandwagon. I want um, my guy, Ralph, to be right. But would you be shocked if Baker towards the secondary, though? Um, sure. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked at anything that Mike Evans does well. Oh, my God. This guy, JB. Go ahead, Ralph. Yeah, this is the only blowout this weekend. I haven't felt confident about it to begin the week. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah I don't think this game is close, honestly. Baker <laughs> was throwing in open spaces with a bat. At least the Bucks defense is better than the Rams defense. You can clarify that, though. Yeah, right? yeah, but the Lions defense wasn't that bad against the Rams, honestly. They didn't allow a red zone touchdown, honestly. And I'm yeah. Stafford credit for those um those deep those deep passes to Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua. And you look, mm-hmm. look at the Tutu Atwell throw. It was a 50-50 throw, honestly. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield in the in the scenario and all. No, I commend him for winning that game against the Eagles because it was very it was easy. The Eagles have been an easy team to face. Kyler Murray was lighting them up for an all time. It's hard, Taylor. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a hard thing to see, honestly. Anybody can light that offense up. I think I can light that offense up, honestly, on a random day so, or defense up, I should say. Well, then what are you doing on this show? <laughs> well, true. I mean, in real life though, because the defense I, I, are good. <laughs> That's just what I'm trying to get to, but. Um, but yeah, I just don't see this game being close. Honestly, I think the Lions thoroughly win it. Maybe the Lions just don't thoroughly dominate, getting touchdowns over and over again, so it looks closer than it is. But I don't see this game being close. Honestly, the Bucks did what they needed to do to beat a bad Eagles team and all. And I think that's it for this season. All right, here we go. The game of the week, in my opinion, Chiefs and Bills in Buffalo. I think Josh Allen's gonna do it, man. In Buffalo, I, I know Bills fans are worried about the injuries, but I don't give a shit, man. I think. You know, remember, JB, Josh Shaw was on the Madden cover. People believe in curses. You know, Patrick Mahomes was on the cover, he, and he broke the curse. So let me ask you this, JB. You're representing Bill's Nation, you know, and, you know, Chiefs fans told us they're not going to miss the enemy, and this is the game is we're going to tell if they're going to miss the enemy. Um, you know, and they told us they're going to be finding a receiver. They got Patrick Mahomes, they got Andy Reid, they got Kelsey, they got the big three. So with that being said, big, big, big uh, um, you know, JB, uh, do you believe in curses? Um, no, I don't believe in curses. I also believe this is going to be the game that you miss, Eric. Yeah, I mean, that's because I predict that the Chiefs season ends this week, right? If, if, if it ended next week, if I was wrong, and then in the AFC Championship game, 
you'd still miss Eric Bieniemy. The only way you don't miss Eric Bieniemy is if you win the Super Bowl. You're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. You'll miss Eric Bieniemy at the end of your season, right? Now, again, there are limits, right? Like, you, like when I say you're going to miss him because you're going to lose in the second round of the playoffs, it's still better than, you know, being stupid enough to hire Matt Patricia, right? Right. So, right. like... It's all relative, right? It, it's all relative. When I say you're going to miss Eric Bieniemy, it's better than being a Commanders fan, right? But this is the this is the window. This is the day. Um, I predict this Sunday that this is going to be. This is like my big prediction of the week that this is going to be the day the Chiefs season ends. And I will go one step further that um, I think that they are. I, I think that the reason that people are picking Josh Allen to like break the curse and to be so great, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> because of what Josh Allen is doing um, on the field and That's... the way he's playing. And if he plays the way he played on that 52 yard run for the touchdown, if he plays the way he can be anybody. last week, it really doesn't matter who he's facing. That includes. <laughs> um, and he's going to win. The problem is, is that, <clears throat> excuse me, right? The problem is that I remember the interceptions. I remember getting teased yeah. on the show for him throwing it away. I remember how he yeah, the Jets game, you remember? so many other games. And to sit there and to be like, no, I'm confident he's always going to be Superman, right? It's just not true. Just because you have the best player doesn't mean he's the best player all the time. But for this particular game, I think he's Mahomes. I think the receiving core of the Chiefs is going to be is going to struggle because they won't be facing Eli Apple as their top option. I agree. Um, and I think that the Dolphins suck. What do you think, Ralph? Yeah, I've been I've been coughing up for the Bills uh, for as long as I can remember. Honestly, <laughs> the past six. But remember, Ralph, you and Lucas are hiring the Chiefs because because you know uh, uh, the, the Chiefs yeah, have been there but, before, right? But they have a huge hole at their. No, wide- I agree. I agree. And Travis Kelsey hasn't – I mean, Travis Kelsey hasn't looked like Travis Kelsey, honestly. And I think that's more age than the Taylor Swift thing, honestly. Is it because – so is, is, is it two things. Is, do you think it's because of the injury or do you think his father's time is getting to him? He's 34 years old. No, father, <laughs> neither one of those. Neither one of those. You know you know what's going on. It's like they said in Putin, you need to get you need to get your head out of them girls and get your head in the books. Leave <laughs> the ladies alone. You know why. Travis yeah. Kelsey has declined. I know why. And for the record, I think that he's I think he raised his game in a different area of his life, just not in this one. So go ahead, like, go ahead, Ralph. Ralph, you go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just I gotta stop this um Vince narrative about <laughs> fine talent and all this nonsense. We all know why Travis Kelsey isn't as good as he was, and it doesn't have anything to do with with any of this. Not football related. It's off the field why he's not as good as football. <laughs> You are wrong, Vince. You have a point. It's yeah. nothing wrong there. I had a, I've had a great tight end. Luke seemed to be losing himself to around the same age Travis Kelsey was. So it is part of that. Honestly, he's always dealt with injuries. He's a tight end. Mm-hmm. He wasn't dealing with injuries. Father time, age does get to an individual that can't recover from injuries. Look at Sam Laporta with that knee and all. And look what you and look what you said and all. And mind you, he's playing with a brace. You know what I mean for that over. Yeah. He had that last week. Travis Kelsey can't recover from that, my man. That's ridiculous. You saw, I remember days where Robert Kelsey can run through people and not need the padding. After a while, he needed the elbow pad. He needed the big old knee brace and all too as well. And after that, 
his career was dwindling down, needed some time off, and that's when he went to Tampa Bay with Tom Brady after. So Travis Kelsey's in the same situation. That's why he's more focused on the ladies off the field. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what I mean? I need some late-night therapy and all. So that's why I give him credit for not settling down, but at least just for, like, Taylor Swift and all. Because that's that's just part of the father time and all. More focus on things off the field because Mm – because the pain is real with his body and all. Yeah. Vince's point is not so off, honestly. I think Father Time is a part of it. He can't deal with the injuries the same. And he's you know, more focused on, you know, his podcast, Saturday Night right. Live, going to Arizona games and all, to his Arizona Diamondback games throughout the season. All right. So he's trying to – it's all – it's it's mental, man. Like, half the, most of the game is mental. If you're not deeply in it because of, you know, other things and all, and I think it's just that he's getting older, honestly. Look how his, look how his brother just retired after a playoff game and all, mad suddenly and all, too, as well. You can't tell me that, that Travis is not thinking the same way, honestly, especially right. at his – and he's got two Super Bowls, and you can put him in the top five tight end conversation if you wanted to and all. So to Vince's point, father time is fair. That's why I don't believe in the Chiefs in this game, honestly. I think the weapons, the the lack of weapons really, right. honestly, um, to the Bills, maybe not having Gabe Davis, Dalton Kincaid and Diggs, and James Cook is enough of yeah. weapons, in my Should opinion, enough, yeah. Josh Allen and his ability to do other things besides throw the football, honestly. Should be enough. The Chiefs' defense is real, so that's yeah. why it would be a football real. game, at least, and all. But give me the Bills in the 21-14 to 14 closing. Right. Let, me, let me ask you this both. Um JB, I'm not, I don't mean these mean. I don't mean to bring up these two people on purpose. So it's so it's funny. But if you had to bet your money, is Juan Taylor and Kadarius Tony? Well, th- those two cost the penalty in this game. Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> I just answered. You you don't even have to play the sounder. I think the answer is yes. All right. What about you, Rob? What was the question again? Because I think I missed a little. Bit. Do you think Juan Taylor and Kadarius Tony will cost the penalty in this game? Oh yes, for sure. Oh. Okay, and, and also, and also, JB, before we get, go go one more one more topic, um, would you bet the over that they're gonna show Taylor Swift a lot if she's in Buffalo? Any advice for Taylor Swift? Yeah, I, I I think so. I think Buffalo will be very welcoming to her, um, and I I think that I would be very welcoming to her if she showed up at my door the way she shows up at Travis Kelsey's door. I think it's the end of the season for for the Kansas City Chiefs and that they'll that they're gonna lose to Buffalo just out loud. Um but I, I do think we need to bring up one more topic before we end this show. So I'll bring it up once you're done with your last topic. But Go ahead. all right. So um last night um we saw the Celtics uh, move to 32-9, and open up a four-game lead on the mighty Milwaukee Bucks, um, and now they face their biggest test yet um, in this Denver Nuggets. I'm, I'm calling right now for Ben, ben Grunner and um, Ralph Mentor and Vince Size to be on hand watching that game, if not rooting out not the Wolf. Celtics. That particular game on Friday night is a big deal. Why is it a big deal? Why are we ending the show with that? Because... If they win that game, and they would be 21-0 and zero at home. And if they win that game, now we have to start having a real conversation, a real legitimate conversation about can the Boston Celtics go 41-0 and zero at home. I think it's possible. If they win that game. Now, they have to win the game, right? If they don't win the game, then this is all sort of a moot point. But right. winning that game would be a game against the Clippers – 
And then it's like, well, okay, that then who's going to face them? The Pelicans, the Pacers with Pascal, right, right, Lakers, the Grizzlies. The, you realize they don't go on the road again. There's a stretch from the 27th of January. They don't go on the road again until February 22nd. That's insanity, then. Right. That's right. Entire month. And while we're talking about entire months. Do you realize the Celtics only play eight games total in February? That damn, it's come on That's really insane, yeah. And it's because of all the work they had to do in the in-season tournament and all that nonsense. Right, so right, right. The fi- so there are two questions in the final topic for both of you. First, tell me, tell me, um, if the Celtics win against the Nuggets, and I know it's a big if, if the Celtics win against the Nuggets, do we start having the serious conversation about forty-one and zero? That's- as long as they are healthy, I do think they can do it. Listen, I'm a Laker fan. I'm a realist. I'm not stupid. Um, but yes, I do think that's possible. Um, and also, JB, uh, before your before Ralph goes, do you have any advice for the hater? Because you know what they're, they're going to say? It's just a regular season. Who cares? Twenty and zero is a big deal. In the same way that I make fun of the Warriors for sucking on the road. Like twenty and zero and being the number one seed is a big, big deal. That's my advice for the haters. Ralph, what do you think? Question number one. Do you think that the Celtics can make this march towards forty one and zero and that we have to start really paying attention if they beat the Nuggets? Um first off, I don't care about forty one and zero. You're because that's a shit. Because that's a we were chasing our regular season records. It didn't mean shit. So I'm not going for another Get season. Get out of here. Continue. What else do you got? But, but yeah, but to, your, to answer the question, at least, you know, I'm going to answer the question. I got no problem answering questions on this side. But um, <laughs> I don't see it, honestly, them going 41 and no. To your point about the stretch. Yeah, to your point about the stretch. So I'm checking something at the crew. But um, to your point about the stretch yeah. from the end of January up until February, I think close to the All-Star break. We have to go to Miami and all before the All Star. Mm-hmm. Before the, um, I do see them going undefeated there. I don't think this. I don't think at the end. I don't think the streak ends until April, in my opinion. Because to your earlier point about us being up four or us, I love it. But for the Celtics to be up four games up on the Bucks and all, and if they do, which I think go undefeated, to going out at home at least. Me, yeah, I do. That's for to your conversation at least. Um, I do see them going undefeated. And all. if that happens, um, they're gonna have a six, seven game. Um, lead at least five, if not six. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be six, seven on the second team in the East, honestly. And once April hits, which is like what another eight games and all two as well in the season, th- those guys are gonna be playing sparingly, honestly. So I just don't see them taking April so seriously enough. Where we're gonna go 41 and no, those bench players are going to lose a game, unfortunately. So I don't see the 41 no and all, but I don't see them losing a home playoff. I don't see them losing. Wow, I don't. Well, I don't see them losing a home playoff game, but that's way down the road. Right, so right, right. But I don't see them losing a regular season game until probably the end of March, going into April. Honestly, as long as the stars, the, the most of the six is playing for most of those nights, honestly, which they've been playing obviously in the first twenty at home, I just don't see those guys losing a home, a, 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 home, a home game, home regular season game. And I think it's indicative how they took Minnesota, Minnesota game so seriously and how they looked on that back to back against Milwaukee. Honestly, right. so I think they take this. I think they take this home. Um, regular season record seriously enough mm-hmm. goes for a while, but I just just because of the we're gonna look at the lead, 
with Milwaukee, honestly, it's not going to be a reason to play the starters so hard. And especially over the past couple of years, and JB, we know this conversation about how can we can't rest these guys going into the playoffs. We're looking at a perfect season to do that. Worrying about a 41-0 record at home should be the least of our worries, and that's the least of my worry for sure. But it is impressive. Mm -hmm. First 20 games, obviously, and um, have a chance to do it against Denver to keep it going, honestly, at 21-0. At home is impressive and all. That's a great feat that they've done, and it should carry on, honestly, throughout the season into the playoffs. Right. And, JB, do you have another question? Well, before I ask my two thing real quick. Well, I mean, my other question um, about – the Celtics, and I guess I want to. Oh wait, wait! Before you go, before you go, before you go. Um, Vince, is it okay that we talk basketball on the two sixty five football show? Because last night it was a football show. Hey, but listen, the fans enjoy our comedy. But go ahead. All right, I'll make it. That's for the audience. That's why I don't want to be a football show, and we're talking Boston that's Celtics fine, that's fine, basketball. Because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. But how about that? Uh, yeah, because Vince is a nice guy. That's why we're talking the the Celtics. Oh, I get Celtics fans, so I get why we're talking. But it's okay for the audience. Yes, yes. They enjoyed the comedy. Well, go ahead, ahead, JB. I'm going to flat disagree with you, Ralph. I I don't really care. I saw this team go after the fucking in-season tournament and beat the Bulls (laughs) by 40. In the event that we get to April, right, in the event that we get to April 1st and this team is still undefeated at home and they look at their schedule and they're like, well, shit, we have eight games and only one of those games, April 1st, is on the road. And it's fittingly that on April Fool's Day, we're facing the Charlotte Hornets. Why not go and face the Fools right there? There is no fucking way on God's green <laughs> earth with the remaining seven games being against the Thunder, the Kings, the Trailblazers, um, the Knicks, the Hornets, and the Wizards. There's no way that we don't go for that undefeated record if we're still wait. undefeated. after it- wait, wait, wait. Those are the last seven home I'm games of the record. It right now, we have sit out in the in the month of April. We have two road games: one against the Hornets, one against the Bucks. One on April first against the Hornets, one on April ninth against the Bucks. Main five games: the Thunder, the Kings, the Trailblazers, the Knicks, the Hornets, the Wizards. Six games, excuse me. The remaining yeah. games are all at home. There is no fucking way. <laughs> we, like if we're undefeated, undefeated, there is no way. That we're just be like, yeah, whatever, who cares? Let's all rest. None. Zero. Now, we might get our rest. Oh, you're mad with that take right now. I can't even listen to you right now. Are you serious? If this team has a five-game lead over Milwaukee going to April, you're telling me that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are continually playing 35 minutes in a game in April? They're gonna you're rest, serious? they're gonna rest against the fucking Hornets. They're gonna rest against the Bucks, because those will be the road game. But yeah, they're gonna put in work against the Thunder and they're gonna put in work against the Knicks. Um, and then they'll get able, they'll be able to rest against the Kings, the Trailblazers, the Hornets, and the Wizards because you know those teams suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love JV. Oh my goodness! Um, All these past two years in the media and through certain people in the Celtics organization were talk about which we could rest these guys throughout the season, especially Jason Tatum with Brad Stevens and all. And you're telling me that these guys are going to be playing over 30 minutes in the basketball game when you there was never a 41 and zero record on the line. There's no way they don't. They're not come taking out. us. There. You're not. Yeah. Um. We'll talk, we're definitely going to be visiting this in April. Yeah, we'll Joe, visit it because the Joe Mazzula's cool. not shit about a 41-0 record and all. To be real, honestly, but I'll let you run with that. You have all these interesting takes with the Celtics this year, and this is going to be an interesting one that I get to 
denounced at the end of it and all too as well because that's ridiculous. After all this crap I hear about why can't we rest these guys throughout the regular season? Why do these guys need to play every single game? Why is Jason Tatum playing over seven games and now the chance to clinch the one season? No, you think the Celtics organization, the way they've been resting, you want the in-season tournament. And what did they do in a game against Indiana? What did they do? The team wanted to win, but what did the organization do? Sat Chris Tops for because they wanted the team. Now all of a sudden, for a 41 and 0 record, we're gonna sit there and chase. Well, another team in the same building was chasing all these regular season records. Uh, what did they do from the first round? But they're ignore that. Listen to this JB point from Washington DC. Give me a break. Give me a break. You want me emotional? What Just we're talking about the thing with JB. You're baiting me, aren't you? Because come on, spare me that. Especially the Thunder and the Kings in April. They are battling for these two to six seeds in the West and all. You're telling me the Celtics driving for 41 is more important all two as well. Yeah. And you're the one about OKC this year. Now they're now they're supposed to be some bum ass team and all two. I'm not buying Thunder are great. I don't have anything bad to say about Thunder. I may have something bad to say about the Kings. But not the- mm. now, of course, of course, now. But we'll talk. But it's only now. April's a long way from here. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. Uh, what do you got, Vince? End the show. All right, well, <laughs> let's, let's make it comedy. We'll, we'll, we'll just real quick. All right. So yeah. JB. So I, I just heard a report just now. Bill Belichick is having a second meeting with the Atlanta Falcons this this, this week, which I think Bill Belichick is going to be the coach for the Falcons. I'm sure you got some jokes for Falcon fans if that happens. And also number two. Um, Jay, I don't know if you saw the report yesterday with the Portland Trailblazers. I guess the Andrew Ayton missed the game, missed the game because reportedly spending hours trying to overcome an ice around his home. I don't know if he was at an article. I have no idea. I thought Portland was uh, taking, but they're not taking because they beat a Ben Simmons list Nets. And also, well, another thing, uh, JB, anything to say to Suns fans because they beat the Kings. I mean, look at the big three. They beat the Kings. And also, JB, what can you tell Pacers fans because they're celebrating with this Siakam trade? I know that was a lot, but I'm sure you have a lot of things to say about that. All right. Well, we'll start with the easiest thing. Um, the Suns beating the Kings on the day the Kings miss out on the Pascal Siakam trade. It, it, it does it, it like I don't know how much more irrelevant you can get than that. Um, the Pacers making the Pascal Siakam trade win for the Pacers probably will make them the sixth seed, but I don't think it helps them take a second round win from any. I know Ralph feels differently than this, but whatever. No, it's the same. It's the, they're playing for the seven. They won Milwaukee for the first round. That's if they can crazy. get, if they can get past Milwaukee in the first round, I think that's where they're. Season. That's it. And, yeah. But like, I don't trust them against Philadelphia. I don't trust them. I certainly don't like them against Boston. And to be honest, I don't think it makes them any better than the Knicks. Um, your other point about Bill Belichick. Portland, Portland, Portland. Yeah. Portland. Yeah. Portland. What the Andre, the Andre Aiden misses the game because uh, I guess it was. The, oh, sheets of ice, ice by his crib. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I, look. We'll, we'll we'll address Portland last. I think Bill Belichick meeting with the Falcons is enough for Jim Ursay to pass out and be found unconscious in his home. And I think that um, DeAndre Ayton um, missing a Portland game is akin to me missing a Portland game. It doesn't matter. Like, people miss Portland. <laughs> I don't blame DeAndre Ayton, and I don't, I don't blame anybody who misses a Portland game. All right, uh, Ralph, anything to say about there? I mean, that was a lot, but go ahead. Because you're, you, 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 you live in Atlanta. How do you feel with Belichick getting a second meeting with Atlanta? I think me and you are predicting he's going to Atlanta, right? I would love it. Um, first off, I was a big fan of Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, and I was a Tampa Bay fan. Look at that, Dave. I bandwagoned for the, that team when they won me a Super Bowl. I don't care. I bandwagoned. So, so definitely if Bill Belichick came to the 
the Falcons, honestly, which seems legitimate with a two with a second interview, obviously, if that's true. Um, and obviously, if, if it's, I mean, I sent you over the Ian Rappaport tweet and all, so I think it's true, honestly. So if he's coming over um, for a second interview, I'm buying that he's coming here, and I'd be a fan of it, honestly. I don't know what they're going to do at the quarterback position, so that's the only thing that's interesting. You know what that means? Phil Belgium to Atlanta to, and Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers, and a Charger fan just said. I would pick McCarthy over Jim Harbaugh. He, that's stupid. All right. That's the only um, place he's interviewed? Is Chargers? Is it the LA Chargers? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, Go ahead. Go And another thing, the Pacers trade. What, what's your thoughts about that real quick? Yeah, I mean, similarly with JB, honestly, I don't think it's enough to have them thinking they're a championship contender and all, but yeah. I think they made the trade, honestly, because they know they can beat Milwaukee where they're seated right now. They're right there, honestly. I do see pettiness coming from the Pacers, and they're setting themselves up to make sure they play Milwaukee in the first round because they know they can beat them and all. I think if they didn't make this trade, they weren't going to be able to beat them in the first round. But I think a trade like this, honestly, when it gets to the later ends of a round, because a series like that is obviously, obviously going to go seven, the Pacers are not good enough to sit there and sweep or beat them in the gentleman's sweep. But because um, of the, just the matchup, honestly, I don't think the Bucks can do the same thing either. But if it went to a seven-game series, you got to trust Giannis more. But with a passable Siakam, with playoff experience, a championship medal and all, that could be the difference maker with the edges that they have, especially at the guard position. I think it's a big thing for them to win in the first round face of Milwaukee. Any other team, I don't even care who it is, honestly. It could be the Magic if they have a run and reach the top season. They're there at the seven. Or, I mean, the Pacers are three and the uh, Magic are seven. I feel like the Magic would beat them in that. So, yeah. I don't think I don't like them against any other team in the first round. But Milwaukee, this trade helps them a lot if they get that matchup that they won in the first round, honestly. Right. Uh, well, before we end this podcast, JB, you have any last words to say to Justin Swag to Ashley Baker? Yeah. Um, look, it can always be worse. It's like, you, you could always be the Milwaukee Bucks having lost by 40 points to the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> oh, my God, JB, you're great. All right, Ralph, JB, thank you for your time. Uh, overalls tomorrow. Well. So, God bless you. Uh, JB, thank you for your time. Ralph, thank you for your time. I'll see you guys tomorrow on, on Overall. Peace. Peace.